KCSB FM Santa Barbara 91.9. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Lisa Osborne. And I'm Jennifer Yoshikoshi with KCSB News. This is the show that shares what's happening in and around Isla Vista and the UC Santa Barbara community. And before we get into tonight's show, we want to let you know that it's that time of year again. Once a year, our team at KCSB gives you the opportunity to support freeform, non-commercial community radio by pledging your support during our KCSB annual fund drive, which kicks off today. Jennifer, I think this is your first fund drive. Is that right? Yeah, it is. You're brand new to KCSB, and we're going to talk a little bit more in the show about what you've been doing with, with our with our news department. But basically, fund drive is when we ask the our community, our listeners, just like you listening to us right now, to pledge your support for KCSB um, in a monetary donation, whether the suggested donation for students is $25 and for community members, it's $50. And with that donation level, you have the opportunity to pick up some really cool KCSB merchandise, whether it is a hat, whether it is a t-shirt, which we do every year for Fund Drive. We have our own unique Fund Drive t-shirt. And this year, thanks to the pandemic, you can also have the opportunity to choose as your thank you gift, uh, KCSB logoed face mask. So you can check out the items and donate at kcsb.org. We're doing things differently this year because we are unable to have our phone bankers live, phone bankers live to take your phone calls right now. So we're uh, urging you to go to kcsb.org to check out the cool merch and uh, donate to any level is much appreciated. We do have the suggested donation levels, but whatever level you are able to support KCSB at, we will um, gladly accept your offering and thank you very much for it because um, it's all about community now, right? And it's all about important information like our news department delivers to you every single day of the year and it's this seven day fun drive where you have the opportunity to make your pledge so keep that in mind at kcsb.org jennifer what's coming up on tonight's inside isla vista on tonight's show we're bringing you an update on the houseless scene in isla vista a growing encampment in anascoyo park was broken up last december and a transitional housing program in the forms of tiny pallet homes was erected in a parking lot next to the iv community center we were in IV this week to find out how the houseless situation in IV has evolved since residents moved into the tiny pallet homes. Later in the show, you'll hear from a man who moved into one of the tiny homes last December and how his life has changed since then. But first, let's hear from two of the individuals who are leading the effort to balance the need to offer support services to the houseless community, as well as all of the other residents in Isla Vista. Kimberly Kiefer, General Manager of the IV Recreation and Park District, told me that the IV RPD made the decision to move the houseless encampment out of the park last December so local kids and families can use the playground and open space, as well for other reasons. Primarily, the reason why we had a relocation is because the park was not safe for both the public um, and our houseless residents that were, were living in the park, um, and it became to a place where uh, you know, we've already gone on record talking about this, but there's been there were two near death activity um, overdoses. There's been illicit activity um, in terms of human trafficking and other issues that um, we needed to to be able to pay attention to. And so part of that was ensuring that we could provide a new space 
um, not only have some of the houseless uh, community go to our new shelter pallet uh, project, which Sylvia is here to talk about, but also to a space where um, we can and be able to transition out um, and start to address some of these needs. Kimberly Kiefer with the IVRPD said she and her team are encouraging the entire community to share their ideas or vision on the future of IV parks. Our goal is to continue to connect with students and residents of Isla Vista, um, and that ranges from, you know, from UCSB to um, our long-term residents that live um, amongst uh, the students in Isla Vista to try to start to think collectively about ways that we can make our parks better, safer, and look at the behavior in the parks, which is, you know, a long-standing um, piece that I talk about often, which is, you know, all of these parks are meant for day-use activity. These parks were built to be day parks. Um, we don't really have the infrastructure to do any type of long-term camping. In fact, we do not have camping in our parks. Um, as part of a, you know, as part of an ordinance. And due to COVID, a lot of those restrictions have been, um, unfortunately, not being really able to enforce right now currently. And so we're trying to look at ways that we can engage safely in parks again. Um, we're really excited to get our amphitheater up and running um, and start to have events safely again. Uh, when, we, when we do have those lifted, we're looking forward to doing more recreation program around uh, Zumba and yoga. We did an extensive survey around what the you know students and residents of IV are looking for in our parks. Um, you know, parks right now are such an important resource so people can go out, take a walk, get some fresh air, enjoy the sunshine. And it's important that our parks um, is, are open and available to everybody. And that does include our unsheltered residents. And it's really about how we can respect each other, respect the land, and make sure that parks are, are open and available for everybody. So we're pretty excited to try to get through this phase of, um, you know, addressing some of our challenges at, um, at Anascoyo and some of the other parks and, and look to the future on how we can implement other ideas that can create a resource for all of us here in Isla Vista. Good Samaritan Shelter, an organization that offers services to help get houseless residents back on their feet, is managing the Tiny Pallet Homes project in Isla Vista. It's a pioneering program, the first of its kind in Santa Barbara County, to offer housings for a limited time to some residents who have been living in the park. Good Samaritan Executive Director Sylvia Barnard told me about some of the local support organizations involved, as well as services being offered to the residents of the tiny homes in Isla Vista. So we have um, been able to partner with um, partner agencies and also provide case management to those that have come into the pallet shelter. So we're currently working with um, Santa Barbara County Public Health Department um, Santa Barbara County Behavioral Wellness, Santa Barbara County Public Defender's Office, Doctors Without Walls, Home for Good, um, Department of Social Services, and collectively we've all been working to um, try to get our houseless uh, residents that are within the shelter system to be able to get them access to services so that they can um, stabilize. A lot of them are medically fragile, a lot of them have um, are, have been actively using for some time and have mental health issues. And so we have just tried to wrap them with supportive services and then working on getting them document ready so that we can try to transition them either whether they're going to a different program or if they're going to be able to move into housing from here. And how long are the residents able to stay in the tiny homes? So they can stay until June. Um, our project ends in June, and then we will be moving the tiny homes to a different location. So the tiny homes are only in Isla Vista for that time being then? Yes, 
So this project has been funded and supported by the County of Santa Barbara only until June. Um, and then at that point, the entire um, pallet shelter system will move and it will be relocated. And that community center will go back to how it was before we moved in. And are the, the houseless residents within those tiny homes, will they also be moving with the relocation of the tiny homes? No, no, they will be re, they will be connected to either a program or housing when we close in June. So they will be in a different shelter system. They may, if that's the option, many of them have already gone to treatment. Um, there's residential treatment. Um, if they choose to relocate towards family, we can help support them in that. Um, or we can get them into permanent housing, which is what we're working on now is getting everyone document ready. Many of these folks don't even have driver's license, let alone social security cards. So they don't have any basic identifying um, documents that they need to be able to, you know, get a driver's license or be able to get back on their feet or to be able to do a housing application. And so we're trying to get them document ready and get all their documents in order so that we can get them through the coordinated entry list, which is through the Santa Barbara County, and get them connected to housing opportunities. There's still a large houseless community in People's Park after Anascoyo Park was closed. Uh, what are some things that you're doing to maybe combat that problem of the houseless community still living within People's Park? Yeah, thank you so much for bringing that up. I think that uh, one of our biggest goals in the relocation was to ensure that there was not any break with our service providers. Um, as Sylvia mentioned, there are a lot of agencies that have been providing services to the community, offering them support program um, and shelter and other opportunities. And I think that it's really important that we, um, you know, we are a park district agency. That is our, that's our federal mandate. That's where we can spend money um, and we are trying to ensure that as it stands right now, the community members are being respected with, with dignity in terms of having, you know, additional debris and sanitation um, stations. We've also been really trying to work with the community to delineate fire lanes um, so that, that there is a safe passage if something were to happen. Um, and that, like I said, back in, you know, when people were in Anascoyo, there was not a sense of safety among the encampments. Um, and so right now where we are, we want to make sure that people are getting support services and, and also looking at a longer term, which is, you know, considered a safe sleeping site um, and really ensuring that the people that are present at People's are people that want help and support. And we have a wonderful community partner uh, with Good Sam and ensuring that we can connect, the, you know, those that are willing and, and wanting to get support to get support and starting to look at some of the challenges of um, community members that you know, are behaving in, in not so great behavior in terms of, um, you know, any type of, of things that are, are outside the realm, including uh, theft, um, you know, drug use, and um, some of the other challenges that we're seeing is coming out of, of this experience. And, you know, not, certainly that's not all unhoused uh, individuals, but um, there unfortunately is a few that are really making a lot of challenges for the community of Isla Vista and uh, making our parks unsafe. And you mentioned how the houseless community is dealing with alcohol and drug abuse and they're seeking treatment. And Sylvia, if the houseless residents aren't making any progress within the next couple months uh, when the tiny homes will be relocated, are you able to help them for a long-term um, treatment? 
So, so the one rule that we do have at the pellet shelters, they, they cannot have any um, type of paraphernalia on them, nor can they have alcohol or drugs on them. So if you can't have that within the pellet shelter um, system that we have just to make it safe for everybody, including um, the residents and the staff. Um, we, the ones that are there now, as long as they follow the rules and they um, are able to hopefully make some progress and they can stay. Um, but in June, we have to close. And so in June, you know, we will work with every resident that we have to be able to connect them to an alternative, um, you know, shelter location or, and or housing, um, whoever remains. And so um, we are the largest uh, drug and alcohol residential treatment provider in the county. So we have, we also operate the sobering center in Santa Barbara. So there's also, you know, lots of resources that Good Samaritan brings to the table to connect them to treatment if that's an option for them. And if they choose to, you can't be forced, of course. Isla Vista residents with its high population of students has been more supportive of the houseless community than other areas of the county. Since the pandemic, the number of houseless residents has grown beyond the familiar faces, and some residents and members of the houseless community have reported feeling threatened by some of the newer transient community members. This is Inside Isla Vista on KCSB 91.9 FM. In a minute, you're going to hear from a houseless resident who shares his experience about moving into one of the tiny homes and what this opportunity has meant for him. But first, we wanted to remind you that KCSB is in fund drive. It happens once a year in February. With the pandemic, we're unable to take your calls live when you pledge your donation support, but we are encouraging you to go to our website, kcsb.org, to show your love and support for KCSB in any amount, any donation amount is accepted. So we thank you so much in advance for your generosity. Um, what this means to our students at UCSB, as well as community members who get involved with the um, KCSB news team, is the opportunity to learn about being a broadcast journalist with, and getting hands-on experience. I'm Lisa Osborne, News and Public Affairs Director, and I'm here tonight with uh, Jennifer Yoshikoshi, who's our one of our news, newer KCSB news students, and she's presenting this story on Isla Vista houselessness tonight. And it's one of your first stories, right, Jennifer? So talk about what the experience was like having the opportunity to go out into the community as a reporter to get this story. It was really, really cool to be able to go out and talk to people that I feel like I wouldn't necessarily go and talk to on like a normal day and just hear about their lives and their stories and just get a look into how they're living because it's a lot more different than how I, I'm living as like a college student. And you're earning course credit, a couple of units for um, reporting with KCSB News this quarter. And that's an opportunity that is available to UCSB students once a year to earn course credit, but all year around, um, you as a community member or a city college or UCSB student are invited to join our KCSB news team and you would learn all of the reporting, all of the tips and skills that you need to become a reporter yourself. So when you pledge your support to KCSB in any amount that's comfortable, um, then you're supporting Jennifer and our other students and community members who are learning about news and journalism, broadcast journalism here at KCSB. 
So let's get back to our topic tonight, houseless in Isla Vista and an update on a transitional housing program that's happening in Isla Vista right now where some of the former houseless residents have moved into tiny pallet homes. Jennifer, um, you spoke with some, um, some community members who were living in the park. Yeah, so we talked to a man named Garvin, who is one of the houseless residents in the tiny pallet homes, and we asked him a little about his story dealing with homelessness, as well as how he is doing while living in the tiny pallet homes. But before he would talk to us, he wanted to play us some of his music. He brought out a portable keyboard out of a tent, set it up, and started to play for us. I didn't know it, was, it would be like an extension, uh, extended this long, but I've been homeless for a number of years right now. You know, hotels, periodically, and stuff like that, but basically pretty much down and straight homeless. But I've been out here for like six months. Before here, I was in Santa Barbara, which was really uncomfortable because of the fact, number one, Santa Barbara isn't homeless friendly. And the police aren't, you know, but they got their job to do. So you set up a little camp spot real nice and everything, and, you know, they can come by the next day and give you a ticket. Or if you already got tickets, which you probably will because you're out here, so you're going to have different kinds of tickets, and um, they'll be ready to take you to jail or break your stuff down and, and take it with you. You know, they'll give you an hour or something like that to break about a ton of stuff down, you know. <laughs> so, but... So do you feel more welcomed living in Isla Vista? I like Isla Vista. Um, I like, I mainly like it here on campus because of, you know, excuse me, <clears throat> the energy. I feel energy from uh, from musicians past that came through here. You know, I, I feel a lot of positive energy from uh, from even the Indians, that the graves that we're standing on right now, you know. I feel the energy, and it's all good. A lot of people... They, 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 they feel they're just negative stuff, you know, they, it just feeds on negative, 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 you know. And uh, I'm 60 years old, and um, I feel good. You know, I got my aches and pains and stuff like that, but uh, other than that, I feel pretty good. Like I said, that man's been real good to me. And uh, so I'm, you know, I'm not tripping. I'm not happy to be homeless, but I'm not even homeless. I'm houseless. I'm trying to get... Um, get housing, get on, uh, you know, Section 8 housing or something, you know, because I am on disability. I, I, you know, I have an income and so forth. But it's really nothing compared to paying $2,500 a month for whatever you, you want to reside in. But other than that, um, I have some people who say they're, you know, from agencies who are working with me or working for me, I guess, to get me placed in some kind of Section 8 HUD housing or something, whatever they have, you know. Good Samaritan are helping the residents in the tiny pallet homes with transitional programs and other services. Garvin touches on this with his thoughts about the tiny homes and how they are helping him. I'm, I'm put it this way. I am thankful and I'm grateful for it because, you know, it has a, a heating and it has electricity. And, and I really, you know, 
the, the electricity was like really vital because of the instruments that I play. A lot of them require, you know, straight, you know, AC. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really thankful and grateful for it. And, uh, you know, they, the, the staff there are, you know, I call, call them kids because they're, I have kids older than them, but they are, they're fabulous. They are great, you know what I mean? And they're just good people. You know, they're really nice and, you know, and they work with you, you know. Um, so what are the programs that they're running to help you transition back into, like, finding jobs and things like that? Yeah, th that, they have programs to, if you have mental health if issues, they have uh, mental health um, people there. They have um, physical cl the clinics right there in the same, pretty much in the same building, the clinic. So uh, pretty much all your needs are pretty well met. Uh, like me, I, I have a, I'm supposed to have surgery on a knee, and they provide a ride, you know, to the um, area clinics, hospitals, to get your exams and so forth like that. Um, you know, I think Easy Lift, yeah, they provide that. We just heard from Garvin, who has only been living in Isla Vista for a couple of months, but there are houseless residents who have been in Isla Vista for a longer time. We asked Brain, another houseless resident, how long he's been in Isla Vista. A couple of years now, and I grew up in Ventura in, in North Hollywood, so it's not like I'm not from here. You know, I spent plenty of time at the Wedge and other different beaches and places, right? Because the people are there. But right here, unlike New York, right, you don't get robbed and mugged and beat up in your park. Because it's the people that make that difference both ways. They come to this place and that are in it. So ourselves, right, we all, we, we're pretty good about policing ourselves for making sure that, you know, nobody's too rude. The houseless residents who are living in People's Park, who I spoke with, all ranged in different age groups. Hector, who is around 20 years old, is one of the younger houseless residents here in Isla Vista. I've been around lately here, Colita, Santa Barbara, because um, just because sometimes I feel like I'm not welcome here. So... It's very, it's a very difficult to be homeless here in this county. Like, you know, cops, um, parks and rec. You know, people with power and money. If they don't like you, they'll do anything they can to like, you know, kick you out or like give you you know? I think this place is all the same to the other places, but I'd rather be here than the other places. But the only place that I don't know about is CARP. He talked a little about how he feels about the houseless situation and the tiny pallet homes. To me, those tiny homes, if I was like, you know, if I needed to be in those type of homes and all that stuff, I don't think Isla Vista wouldn't be the place for me to, you know, sober myself up. If I needed to, you know, sober myself up, I, I would go anywhere else besides Isla Vista. This is Inside Isla Vista on KCSB. I'm Jennifer Yoshikoshi, and you've been hearing from some local houseless residents, some of whom have accepted an opportunity to move into one of the tiny pallet homes in IV, a transitional housing program. Thank you, Jennifer. You did a nice job on your very first story with KCSB as a, as a new reporter. Thank you. And when you donate to KCSB now during our seven-day annual fund drive, you are supporting students like Jennifer and helping them get hands-on experience in broadcast news and journalism. 
And to find out more about how you can support KCSB and get some cool KCSB themed merchandises like hats, t-shirts, and face coverings, go to kcsb.org. Thank you so much for considering to pledge your support to KCSB. When you go to kcsb.org, click the donate button at the top of the website or look for the large colorful graphic in the middle of the homepage. Before we let you go tonight, I wanted to share with you the experience of one of our KCSB news reporters uh, and what she's gained from being involved with the program for the last couple of years. You know, KCSB News is available to community members and students who want to learn about being broadcasters and being reporters. And it's not about putting tons and tons of time into it. It's about contributing as you have the time. And over the past year or so, this reporter who's been with us since she was a student has uh, contributed more to our newscasts and to our Inside Isla Vista show and has really grown. So let's hear from her and her words what KCSB means to her. Hi, my name is Kalia Kwa, and I've been reporting with KCSB News for about three years now, starting when I was a third year at UC Santa Barbara. I actually graduated with the class of 2018 and continued to contribute stories mainly about social healing, justice, and solution-based journalism. I remember when I first started reporting with KCSB News, I knew that I wanted to be in broadcast but didn't quite know where to begin as a reporter. And through this time at KCSB News, I've gained so much more confidence in my own voice. I also remember when I first started, it would take me almost two months to complete a story. And now it takes me less than an hour on a good day to write, produce, and edit. So I thank KCSB News. This has truly been a wonderful journey. And the team at KCSB News has helped me every step of the way. Thanks for tuning in and supporting our community and Student Red Radio, KCSB 91.9 FM. So you can donate now and pick up your cool KCSB merchandise and represent us uh, around the Santa Barbara area with your KCSB branded t-shirt, cap, or even face covering. Just go to kcsb.org. You've been listening to Inside Isla Vista. We appreciate you tuning in Wednesdays at 5 to find out what's happening in and around Isla Vista. Our theme music is Siesta by Jawser. I'm Lisa Osborne. And I'm Jennifer Yoshikoshi. This is KCSB FM 91.9.